Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you. To episode 179 of the Struggle Play Podcast. Who'd have thought I'd go legit? For sure. Becoming blacker than Black Panther 2. Nobody this thorough, that's the truth Never go against the family, that's something you don't do Don't get Eddie Kane trying to sing your way back in the group Nah, stars in the ceiling, got sun in the building Rep that 718, it's hard to depart from that feeling Careful selling weight, the DA be watching who dealing Get yourself straight, before they find that paraphernalia For those who claim a hundred million on taxes Beautiful actresses, street dudes who turn activists Who used to feel the vibes No nah, still here to remove feel the, the vibes. Legitimize all your hustles before the gavel hit. Let's go. Takes waking up early to face the moment to Originality I seek out this clean house to black homeowners. Check it out. To black homeowners take over and throw the lease out. This that movie real, the Jordan Pill in this thing. Low key, bullshit, pull the strings behind the scenes. All my soul is for my kids and the cold shit I done did. All them O's I tried to flip. Who'd have thought I go legit? Yeah. And the cold shit I done did. Pretty girls who let me hit. Who'd have thought I go legit? Yeah. And the cold shit that you did. All them O's who tried to flip. I had to do it. I had to do it. Got some, what up? D Block, what up? Brave Hearts, what up? I had to. Ain't nothing but trouble, God. When I kick in the door, it's D Block, Brave Hearts, and the double R. Don't leave me, got the machine off. This is methadone music that you can lean off. Made you look. The remix with me up on it, I copped your shit Now I break weed up on it, and everything is real I see Like my niggas that been home, but they only got a jail ID I helped the game, it ain't helped me I'm top 5, dead or alive, and that's just off one LP And I still buzz, they feel cuz Cause they know the flow's ill, just like Will was I'm just trying to make sure that my son's wealthy Out of shape, but I make sure that my gun's healthy I'm an aide, you can't stand kiss Coming through the hood in the Aston Vanguish The color of dandruff, we jumped them, I just let the gun snuff them Copy the turbo soon as they uncuff them This goes out to all your mans Why I put you in a verse when I could put you in a corner van D-Block They shooting The guard killer is Tokyo and I'm God Hey Playing black jacker, death gun on the car Hey Yes, call the demon, I'm screaming about the car Come on Last temptation of Mike, but I'm a guard figure The struggle play The guard don't need a job And if I need the old guards to be missing, murdered and raw This is going hard and he paid with two
so even though you're getting this thunderous start this energetic start to this episode i'm going to change the vibes right now no woman no cry no because this episode is going to be focusing on grief, but not the kind of grief that you think that I'm going to be hitting on. Right? Because obviously we're talking about Black Panther 2 Wakanda forever. So let's just get straight to it. Okay. My review, my thoughts on the film. Fantastic. Amazing. Spectacular. Never will you see two cultures like black and brown cultures. And I hate saying black and brown, but you'll never see that perfectly blended on the big screen. A blockbuster. The film was everything you could have imagined. And it inspired this episode. And I just want to get straight to the breakdown, man, because I've been finding myself grieving more right or let me take that back i've been finding different parts of myself that are still in pain that i didn't even really take the time to realize right and uh, in correlation with the film that entire flick it's literally taking you on a journey of grief and pain. And when I hear this song in the background, I literally get ready to lose my mind. No Woman No Cry is top 10 songs of all time for me. We know the impact that Tim's is having, the woman who's singing this song right now. We know what she's doing for our culture. And she's not stopping. And I love that for her. And I'm just going to say this, man, as I get to the breakdown. Nobody, nobody is in control of your destiny. Just God and yourself. But guess what? It's you, right? It's ours. It's us. Thanks to free will. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the breakdown. It's by Division. And it's called Daniel's Interlude. Like this song. Did I ever tell you about the person that ruined me? Speaks to my soul. As the private reason you feel like you're not getting through to me. So let's go. If 
Before I learned to fuck, yeah, I learned about sex with her On this road Never cheated, was faithful and honest I wasted my best with her So, this song is clearly talking about a failed relationship Dun, dun, dun. Big shocker the interesting part about this song is <laughs> it basically tells the story of a fuckboy when he wasn't a fuckboy. Right? Maybe? So? <laughs> this man literally talks about the heartbreak that changed his life. Because whether if you're a male or female, guess what? Heartbreak changes your life. It changes you. For better or for worse. It's up to you on how you let that happen. But this song is literally a conversation a dude is having with another with another woman. And he's basically telling her why he's not opening up so much why he's always seeming so secretive right and that's because he clearly 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 is being cautious and that he's clearly 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 still grieving a dead relationship. Like you hear the beginning where he's like literally talking about how he gave the best version of himself. Right. How he was truly, truly his best self. Right. And that he was so in sync, so in love with this person. They were down for each other. They were riding for each other. They were their first everything, it seems like. And then next thing you know, it ends. And now he had to learn that. Essentially. The hard truth and which is, you know, there's always going to be another one. The question is, do you want another one? Or do you want that same person? Right? Because clearly it sounds like he was lost in this relationship. Why was he lost in this relationship? Why was he so entangled, caught up in this relationship with this one particular woman? I'll tell you why. Matter of fact, I'm going to let Daniel tell you why. I gave her all of me. I gave her loyalty. She was close to everybody that was close to me. Said she'd rather take a life than disappoint me. I guess she's dead to me. She gave me five long years, 21 lives, and a pussy that just followed both her wandering eyes. Since then, I made a point of telling myself she could do it, so can someone else. There's your answer. Five year relationship, man. They were stuck together. You know, they were a part of each other's lives. 
I, I literally love that line where he's just literally saying like no nah, it's more than just us literally being together you know what i'm saying it's, it was more than that we was together for five walking years that's some serious shit <laughs> and we went through all the ups and downs. We know each other like the back of our own hand. And it still didn't work out. Right? So now I got to be really hesitant and cautious. Because if that didn't work, then what the fuck else will work? Right? And clearly, he's still hurting from this. Right? And, you know, grief is so, it's so funny, yet strange, because when it hits you, it's sudden, right? But it's always this thing that still lingers and lives in you. Because there's so many layers, so many parts of that grief, right? What, whatever it is that you've lost, whether if it's a mother's love, you know, like a loved one, whether they die or the relationship is over with. When you're going through that process, it can literally like hit you at any moment. It can change your mood and you won't even know it. You can be like so upset, so frustrated, so exhausted. Low energy. And you don't even know why. Like. I always say, like, whenever you're like arguing with someone, you know, it's never the argument at hand that's not really the real issue it's always something you know behind that you know underneath that issue or that problem it's always something more whether it is that you're feeling underappreciated if you're really sad or just extremely nervous and you know i caught myself like in the middle of a moment that I had when it was literally about the death of my grandmother. And I literally, I think I handled that, her death pretty well eventually because we knew it was coming. But then like there was just like certain moments and times throughout last week when I was like, damn. Where I literally found myself getting ready to call her ass to talk about sports because I know everything I know about sports has come through her. It's come through women. Literally everything. Right? Basketball, football, baseball, like you name it. it it's literally come from her. It literally comes from her. Her and I would just watch WGN damn near every weekend. Whether. When we watched the Bulls, Cubs, 
socks, and then we watch the Bears on Fox. That's literally how we did things. And if it was like a special Sunday night or Monday night Bears game, I was always at her place, right? And then like I caught myself getting ready to call her, and I'm like, damn, that sucks, you know? <laughs> and then I found myself literally getting ready to like, how can I say this? I found myself literally getting ready to call someone. I had no fucking business calling. You know, (laughs) let's just leave it at that. Right. And next thing you know, I'm realizing that there was so much more unsolved trauma, so much unsolved shit that I have yet to deal with. And I got fucking mad. I was like, what the fuck? Am I still holding on and carrying on to this shit? And it's also because I remember when that situation completely ended, I buried that shit in the beginning. You know, I I just remember burying it and being mad as hell. Right. And I would literally find myself going through this grieving process about it. And then I would just be like, fuck it. I would just stop. You know, I would just completely try to ignore it. You know, because I was just sad and mad. And it was like a double whammy with me because especially with my grandmother like I literally found her um, funeral program like in one of my boxes um, that I've yet to unpack do you know that I have not fully unpacked here in Chicago I have not fully unpacked because I am terrified of the idea of just completely being comfortable here like literally waiting for the other shoe to drop because in my mind, in my, I don't want to say illogical mind, but in my hurt mind, my hurt process, I remember when I had literally everything I could have wanted where I was completely, you know, satisfied, comfortable, everything was unpacked. And I'm talking about them Vegas days where I was just like, we're here. God is good. God is great. You know, I ain't going nowhere. The next thing you know, boom, I'm going somewhere. Boom, fired. Boom. Where am I going to work? Where am I going to live? Shit. Money's running out. Fuck. Crazy, right? And then so now that shit is literally carried over from 2019 to 2022. And I really found myself doing a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms, you know. And so now I have to, like, basically go back through that process again, pick up and learn some things, you know, about myself. And then we learned that, you know, like (laughs) some people say grief is never truly over. And 
some people just call it life and that's what i'm calling it right and this song literally pulled all of that out of me the minute i heard this song look division is on a four album run right now this is off of their brand new album it's amazing it's fantastic like these guys do not miss they have not missed yet and i love a good fucking interlude and this interlude right here man whoo it hits you right there in your chest in your soul Guess the things that I've seen, they make it hard to love. Ooh, they make it hard to love. And now a nigga like me, maybe I'm hard to love. That hard to love hits different for me because that was a, that was a real big wound that was put on to me because I was told that I was hard to love and I was just like, boom, you are to love. Like told me that shit straight up, you know, from like, you know, my ex-girlfriend at the time and one of my friends. And I was just like, fuck, boom, boom. That was like a double, that was like a, you know, like a combo punch, you know, but like a team, you know, jump. Like, you know, when you like playing a little fighting game and then you like call in the second person to come in to give you like this little team combo move. That's exactly how that shit felt. So I was feeling that, yo. I was like, damn, damn. Maybe I'm hard to love. Ooh, maybe I'm hard to love. Feels like everyone I love just did me dirty. Started with my mom, then every girl after that just made it worse. My mother was my partner, till she married a man she barely knew and let him treat me how he wants to. Now here's more heartbreaking, deadly combos, right? Because a relationship, like a romantic relationship, like that's not the only thing that can break your heart, right? It can be, you know. Moments with your parents. We call those childhood wounds in therapy, you know? <laughs> we call that your inner child being hurt in therapy. <laughs> you know, like, like we can call it that, you know? If we're just like talking about what your mom and your stepdad did to you and how your mom allowed some of that shit to happen, man, and how it was just two of y'all until another person came in the picture. Like, we can hit on that, right? We can do that. We can talk about that. Oh, man. Because that can also carry over into, you know, other friendships. You know, it doesn't just have to be the romantic uh, type of relationships where you're just being vulnerable and open and completely honest. You know, like, think about how shit like that can even affect your performance at work, you know, where you have seen so much chaos in your life where you either, you know, it's like a little, it's like a fight or flight response. So you see all that chaos 
And then next thing you know, you just quiet. You bow out. He'll say nothing because you don't want to, you know, rattle the cage. You don't want to shake some shit up. Or you fight. And you thrive in that chaos. You know, you don't freeze. You just go in it. You 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 give them you give them chaos back. You give them hell on earth right back. And that shit can be and that shit can literally carry you over into work when you're an adult. Or you're that one person, that one employee that's known for going off on people. Or you can be that one employee that's not gonna say shit. So you're going to let people walk all over you. Issues, intimacy issues. You wonder why I can't admit it when I miss you. I know it ain't easy loving me. But I don't want you giving up on me. Forgive me, it's the things that I've seen that make it hard to love it. not gonna like go all super deep you know into this but i because i've already did it i already done it and i'm just gonna say this and i'm gonna drop the mic and move the hell on sometimes we're afraid of our own greatness sometimes a lot of the times we're afraid of our own greatness and there can be times where we are afraid of they are say the future because we want to control things because of what happened in the past whatever moment person situation relationship incident happened that can literally freeze us, right? Because now we're talking about trauma. You know, now we're talking about that and how that can literally block you, you know, and how that can, you can literally freeze in that moment in time whenever that trauma happened. So that's why you're probably seeing 40-year-olds acting like 15-year-olds or 9-year-olds or 10-year-olds. So how do you get through that? How do you get past that? What do you do? How do you make sure that that shit doesn't carry over? One way that I do... My black ass be going on walks. <laughs> my black ass be reading. My black ass in therapy. My black ass hang out with my friends, loved ones. You know, my black ass do does literally does l- things that literally makes me feel good about myself. And I ain't talking about using my left or my right hand. I'm just talking about just straight up being one with myself. Pandemic taught me how to meditate. Sure the hell did. Sure the hell did. 
Now let's get into the rotation. Three songs that have been in constant rotation for me, starting with song number one, comes from Tone Stiff. This bad boy is called FWM. comes from an artist who goes by the name of Fabo. This song is called L N F. close out with whew, I love the original version of this song so I'm going to play the remix because the remix is better and the very first time I heard this remix I saw a live performance of it on YouTube and the singer who gave us the first verse who has an amazing unique voice did terrible on that live joint I was like, oh my God, what is happening here? Right? Like, even like in the stereo part of this song, you know, like the not live version, he did his thing. But the person who came after him was the real reason why I came to watch it. But somebody saved it. Somebody saved this remix. And I'll let you figure out who did. So, here is Kamal with Mango, the remix, featuring Adiosis and Masego.
that's all the time that I have for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had fun. Peace and love. My name is Doug. I love you